Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, girls. Welcome to Fuck Back to Unfazed and Unbothered. I'm Camo. I'm Tasia. <laughs> So today's episode, we are going to share some horror stories, some really fucked up situations we've put ourselves in. Um, our prison story, well, Tasia's prison stories, um, that was our best episode. And, you know, I just, I felt like it was so juicy and full of so many nitty gritty details. So um, we're going to give you guys another episode like that. But this one is, it's going to be a roller coaster. So <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, before we start, how has your week been? My week has been good, friend. Um, I think we talked about this on the last episode. Um, I was struggling with, you know, postpartum and anxiety and stuff like that. And I'm feeling much better. Um, mom of two life, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, because the baby's so good, but like it can be overwhelming at times, but I'm still getting into the routine of things and, you know, it's still cute and gorgeous. So what about you, friend? Um, I've had a pretty good week. Um, you know, it was my birthday the other day. Um, that was cute. And I invested in myself, you know, I thought I was going to buy myself a Gucci bag that I wanted and that would have just not been a productive purchase so i went to guitar center the other day and literally dropped three bands crazy um i've never spent that much money on literally anything except a car um but i upgraded my entire studio like literally got equipment that i didn't have already i got like top line like i got a neumann tlm 103 microphone for the girls out there who sing like (laughs) Iconic. Um, But anyways, yeah, so that was great. I'm really excited. I think I'm going to do, like, some type of video um, updating my whole room. Like, I bought a bunch of studio padding on Amazon. And I think I'm just going to turn my entire room into a studio rather than just my closet. So I'm excited about that. Um, I had a reading last night. This woman read me to filth. Like, she don't know me from Adam's house cat. And she told me a lot of interesting things i'll say (laughs) uh but yeah it's been a pretty good week i think it's like my reading with her like brought me a lot of 
peace and clarity. She told me I got a little attitude. And I was like, girl, how do you know me? Um, <laughs> I do be getting a little frustrated easily with people, but um, it is something I'm working on. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much been my week. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We could zoom into your face when you did that. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so this, I'm like nervous to talk about the experiences that I've been through because, for example, you have a lot of like scary experiences, like just in life in general. And like, yeah, I can relate, but it's always based around bad times, like me high or yeah, or me high. And so I'm just like, or really like kind of nervous. Yeah, I'm a little nervous because it's like, wow. Like obviously like I'm very transparent about like, you know, me being a, a recovering addict, alcoholic or whatever. But like this is just, it's very kind of embarrassing, but like I mean, stories I, I, that like you would never want to tell because it's like you're embarrassed for yourself. You know, like things that like people just don't tell people because you're like, it makes your stomach hurt. <laughs> so like after this episode, I am going to go throw up in the toilet. But like, let's get into a bit. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like this episode is going to be very vulgar and it's going to be a heavy one for sure. And like, I feel you like some of these details, I'm like, are we really going to share all this? But like, Honestly, I know that there's a lot of fucked up people in this world, and we have a lot of fucked up listeners, I'm sure. And so I feel like us sharing these stories and, like, you know, where we're at now, this is, like, disclaimer. These This person that we're going to reveal to you, that's not us anymore. No, like, and this is, I mean, this was literally, these stories are going to be from, like, before I even had my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all when we were in a different place doing stupid shit so um (laughs) but yeah i feel you where do we even start so i would definitely say it's this is gonna this is literally horror stories okay so like when i say this this is stuff that like has really traumatized me and like i might be smiling and shit like that but like this stuff really did traumatize me but like for example there's the times especially based around me being high like it just brings back so many unwanted memories and feelings but i'm going to dive in by saying i'm scared (laughs) um (laughs) so scared okay so the first story that i have that would be a horror story would be okay so this was obviously one of the first times that i'd ever done like hardcore drugs and I've talked about it in previous episodes before. Like, I've pretty much done any and everything. Um, and I'm grateful that I'm sober today. But anyways, um, like I was saying, so this is the first time I ever did, like, hardcore drugs. And I was hanging out with this girl, actually, that we were literally friends. I don't know why we were friends. She kind of hit me up on social media. And then I found out that the reason why she wanted to be my friend was because she was actually sleeping with the person that I was dating at the time. So I guess that she just wanted to like see how I was so she could be me and steal my mans. I don't really know, never really figured that out, but she ended up telling me that they slept together when we were like really fucked up. So could you imagine like being high as Wait, fuck? you were you were present in the room and she was getting her cheeks clapped by your man? No. So this girl, um, 
I actually went to school with her or something. I don't even know how the fuck I knew her, but I knew her mutually, like we were mutual friends or some shit. And she hit me up one day and was like saying something about like, let's hang out or whatever. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So I had been doing, you know, macaroni and cheeses with mm. this girl. Okay. Don't know why I was going through a rough time in my life. This was years ago, girl. Um, and we were really high. And we're just like talking and I would say vibing, but I wasn't vibing. I was actually like tripping balls. Um, so anyways, she was like telling me about this guy that I was dating at the time. And she was, she basically came out and said, yeah, we, we, we slept together, but he says that he wasn't with you or the, and that y'all are not together. And I'm sitting here thinking, why the fuck would you even tell me that? Like, I'm mad confused, but I'm so high. I really can't even process the emotions. And I just kept letting her talk and just, you know, whatever it is, what it is, be that as it may. So, um, anyways, long story short. We just kept getting high for like that night and the next morning, cause you know, we didn't even sleep. So I really should say that same day, but it was the next morning girl. Um, we were still awake and she was like, let's go get some more of this. You know, the, the stuff mm. that we were, the stuff that we were doing. The but good stuff. That good, good. And I was thinking, <laughs> okay, period. I'm already fucked up. <laughs> um, so, but she does this shit for like a living. Like she's, uh, yeah. So she like does this all day, every day. For she, a living. She's a, she's a functioning Methuronian cheese head. That's so, crazy. Some people are. Some people literally can be high as fuck and they're functioning. And I'm like, how? Yeah. You couldn't even tell she was high. She was over here there eating ramen noodles. And I'm like, I'm she dying. Was a, she was a professional. Yeah. And I'm like feeling like I'm about to literally die. Um, My heart's pumping out of my chest. My pupils are fucked up. I feel like my arms are bruising because I'm tripping balls. I haven't slept. I'm seeing peoples and shit outside in the woods. Okay. So anyways, this is embarrassing. Oh my gosh. Please forgive me, Lord. Um, So um, y'all stop judging me. I already feel, I already feel the, the shame, the guilt. Okay. It's anyway. okay. This is a safe space. Okay. If okay. y'all are judging, look, look within yourself and be like, am I a perfect person? Fuck no, bitch. So, so this is just, just our story. <laughs> we so she's like, let's go get some more of this stuff, and I'm like, okay, Marion, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> so we get in this Uber because don't know why we took an Uber because she drove and like I drove, but I don't know, I guess because we were high or something. Um, even ugh, whatever. So we we go on the way to this guy's house. Okay, these people are old as hell. They've been doing this shit for like 25 years. No teeth, mm. no nothing. Um, looking very, very uh, cute and gorgeous, sure. Um, so we get there, whatever, and like we're like in this room. It's like what you could imagine. Like it literally looks like a, a crack house or something. I don't know. So we get there, and they're like in this back room, and they're just like passing around the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna. Mm, I don't know. The chalet. Yeah. Well, ah! So they're passing it around, and they're like telling these stories. I'm already tr like high as hell, and I just like remember thinking, "Holy, I, I feel like I'm about to die." So, anyways, I'm like hitting it, thinking like I know what I'm doing, even though I probably look dumb. As I mean, you can't hit that and not look dumb. You know, you're you look dumb. So, mind you, this is like one of the first times I've ever done it. High as fuck. Mm. So I'm like started tripping balls. They're talking and I'm like literally trying to figure out how I'm about to survive the rest of this day. And I go into this room because I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm, I'm going to just go lay down for a little second. Um, <laughs> don't even know. I these, was going to rest my eyes. Yeah, don't even know these people. <laughs> don't know their house. Don't even know. I just go and lay in their bed. And I'm like sitting here thinking. I'm like praying, Lord, I will never do this again. Please forgive me, Lord. It's never. always that conversation. I know. I will never do this, this again. This is the last time. I promise God. Yeah. I was like, I will never do this again. Please God was like, I already know. It's yeah. Not. Yeah. <laughs> when I take drugs, I go to the moon. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm like laying in this bed or whatever. And this old man with no teeth, y'all, like comes in there. I don't know who this is. Okay. Oh my gosh. He comes in there and is laying down and like caressing my hair. And he's, <gasps> oh God. 
And he's like caressing my hair. He's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Bitch, I know. I'm praying to God. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so he's Don't like, touch me, Bilson. I'm, and I'm literally 18. This motherfucker is like 50-something years old. And he's like, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, oh, oh. Thank you, Papa. Oh, gosh, <laughs> help. And my friend's like in the room, like not giving a fuck about me. She's like, I hope that bitch dies probably. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to steal her mans. I know that's what she's probably thinking. So anyways, I'm in there like tripping. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the last of my days. Everything's going to be all right. And I remember my mom texting me and like, she was like texting me about, I don't even know. And I just felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, she probably don't know. This is going to be the last text message I sent. And so I'm like sitting in the bed or whatever. And he's like, why don't you drink some of this Jack? And I, he said, it'll like slow your heart rate down. Cause it was like going a mile a minute, girl. And I did. And it just made it worse. And I was about to freak out. So I go outside and I literally feel like as soon as I walk outside that the sun is like throwing darts at me. <laughs> Literally, my eyes hurt so bad. And like, I look over to my right hand side and this crackhead is digging through the car and like throwing trash out and shit. And like, I just remember thinking, your car? No, just some, their car. Okay. Just some person at literally throwing shit out of the car because they're high. One of the people that was there, I don't know. And I'm looking over there like, and I'm sitting on the porch and the sun's like beaming down on me. I'm like this. Fuck, I'm so fucked up. And I look over and they're like throwing shit out of the car and I'm like, Help! Help! Well, anyways, there's nothing. There, there was no help for me. Um, we ended up leaving a couple hours later and going back to her house, and I was still tripping. And she was like, "I got to go to work. You're gonna stay here. Just do whatever you want." And I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, so I'm gonna die by myself." And so I ended up tripping out so bad, freaking myself out so bad. And I call my mom, and I'm like, "Mom, I did math." And I need you to come pick me up and take me to the hospital because I am so high right now and I think I'm dying. Could you imagine getting that phone call from your daughter and thinking, God damn, I should have aborted you. You know what I'm saying? That's probably what she was thinking. I should have swallowed you or something because this is just. Your mom's a trooper. She's been through some shit. I know. And so this like, honestly, this story, I'm like shaking. I don't know why. I don't like to, uh, th- these memories really like haunt me. Like they really do because I'm like, wh- who was this person? So she takes me to the hospital and this was like, first of all, my brother and sister are in the back of the car. Okay. <clears throat> They're probably like, what is happening? My mom. How old were they at this at the time? Too little. And my mom's looking at me like in horror. Like she literally is like. She don't even know what to say. She's like scared. So she takes me to the hospital and I literally walk in and I'm like, my, I feel like I'm dying. And they're probably like, what the fuck? And I literally go, I did some drugs and I feel like I'm dying. Please help me. So they take me to the back and they made me like pee in a cup. And they're like, well, maybe if you wouldn't do so much meth, you wouldn't feel like this. Oh my God. And I was like, okay, period, period. Fuck. Yeah. So they were like trying to get me into like this rehab and stuff. And I was already on like felony probation. So it was just very, very embarrassing. Well, mind you, my parents ended up calling the probation officer on me a couple of days later. And I did go to jail for about 15 days. Did I need to? Absolutely. Because I was looking like a crackhead out here because that's exactly what I was back then. Okay. So that was my first horror story. And I hated it. Like it might not sound scary to y'all, but it was scary for me. And like it's literally my In heart. that moment, you think you're, you literally think you're dying. Yeah, not only that, but, like, the guy, like, in the, oh, my gosh, like, caressing my hair and stuff. It's going to be okay, baby. Yeah, and I, like, skip past that, like, really fast because I'm, like, trying to keep up with the story. But, like, 
he was like rubbing on me and like it was really scaring me like to the point where if I wouldn't have gotten up like he would have done something or like mm. thought that like I was giving him the okay so like I literally got up and walked outside because I was like what the hell and like nobody was like coming to check on us or nothing so I'm like what the fuck um and he kept like saying how like pretty I was and like I don't need to be doing these things and like I don't want to. You're end up, providing like, these things to me. What do you mean? Yeah, and he was like, and I don't want you to end up like me. I'm like, first of all, I don't even know you. You don't know my story. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a beauty queen out here. Thank mm -hmm. you, thank you. But anyways, yeah, that was my first tour story, and it's embarrassing, but yeah. Well, I think it's break time. Um, oh my gosh! So damn, I talked too much, girl. It was a good story. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back with some more horror stories. Okay, peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So I have a lot of horror stories. You know, I'm not the... I was going to say I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but you know what? I really am, bitch. Um, but I just put myself in predicaments. Um, it makes life interesting. I'll say that. Um, where do I start? <clears throat> so I'm going to try to condense some of, of some of these stories. Either we're going to get through this episode and like have multiple stories in it, or like maybe we can turn this into like a multiple part series type situation because y'all, the stories I have, crazy. Um... So there's two stories. One story, I there's a demand for it. Like people have asked me to tell this story on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> so this one's actually really scary. Um, a few months back, it, uh, I think it was April or May, I started doing DoorDash um, for some coins, whatever. And the first day I did it right, I was like determined to hit this quota because then I would have gotten an extra 200 bucks, right? And so I was like, I have to, I will not stop today until I get that quota. Well, anyways, it's like a, almost 11, 11 p.m. I'm like in the wrong Auburn Avenue in Atlanta. Look it up, girls. It's the hood. Anyways, so <clears throat> I go to deliver Popeyes. Um, to this guy and the delivery instructions just said to meet in the lobby um with a guy with or meet a guy with dreads in the lobby so first of all i pull up to this building that the address brought me to and the first thing i see is for lease on a building that's patched up so i'm like is this a setup like what do you mean like this address is is not <clears throat> 
in use. Like it's literally for lease. It's like this ab- apartment building. But anyways, I call up DoorDash and I'm like, girl, look, this is like an abandoned building. Like where am I delivering this shit? But anyways, like I look down the way and I see this person go inside another door that has the same name that says for lease. So I'm like, okay, maybe only half the building got foreclosed. I don't know how that makes sense. But anyways, so I go to that entrance and I'm waiting in the lobby and these two guys come in and this one guy comes in and he has dreads and he passes me. I'm like, hey, am I delivering to you? And he like a <laughs> fucking faggot and like walked past me. And I was like, okay. And then his friend comes in. I his friend was in red from head to toe. He had on a red hoodie. He had on red sweatpants. He had on red shoes. Like, he even had a red hat underneath his hoodie. And, girl, of course, like, I'm making assumptions. And I see this huge outline in his pants. And I'm like, this man either has the world's biggest cock or that's a fucking gun. And I have, like, gun trauma from, like, my childhood. My grandmother put two guns to my head when I was a child. And then I also had somebody pull out a gun at me at work one time a few years back. So, like, ever since, especially, like, somebody pulling the gun out of me at work, I have had this, like, real fear of guns. And so when I saw that it wasn't his fucking dick and it was an actual gun, I got so tense. And mind you, I was wearing this like floral trench coat. It looks like a dress. And like, he knew I was a guy. Like I turned around and saw him. He made eye contact with me. And then he passes me and he's talking with the first friend that came in and called me a faggot. And he was like, they were going back and forth. Say I won't shoot this faggot motherfucker. Say I won't shoot that faggot. And he's like, yeah, you won't do it. You want to do it. Do it. Do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, have you, have you ever had like um, a nightmare? And in your nightmare, like your instinct is to run, but you are frozen solid. Yes. And you're like. <gasps> That's literally how you felt in the moment. That's literally how I felt. I couldn't move. And so something just snapped and I ran. I booked it, got in my car and drove off. I'm crying my eyes out. I call DoorDash and I'm like, I tell them what happened. And this bitch is talking to me like I'm stupid. She's like, well, you're going to have to go deliver this food. It was like a $30 order. And she's like, you need to go drop that food off. And I'm like, you stupid fucking bitch. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Somebody literally threatened my life. Like, are you dumb? Like, what? why would you, why would you think it would be okay to proceed to tell me to do that after I already just made like 20 deliveries all day. Like I'm not trying to do no bullshit. Like I'm not trying to steal this goddamn Popeye's bitch. Like someone literally threatened my life. So anyways, that happened. Traumatizing. I honestly, since then, that was the situation that really like threw me over the edge. Like I'm like always on edge. Like if I'm driving, like I don't like cars to be, on the side of me because I, in my head, my brain tells me someone's on the side of me about to shoot me. I don't like, like if if I'm walking in Atlanta anywhere, like if somebody comes near me, like I like tense up a little bit. I'm like, they're going to shoot me. And like, rationally, that's not going to happen. Like, but you know, my brain now is forever fucked. Hopefully not forever. But anyways, that was kind of like a deep mm, fucked up story. But like, 
here's a juicy one um, that I really put myself into. So um, this one's a little embarrassing and it's going to be very nitty gritty. And I apologize. Disclaimer to my family. If y'all are listening, y'all are going to hear a different side of me you've never heard. Um, so actually turn this episode off right now. Are you still listening? Get the hang the hang the fuck up, bitch. Okay, so um, I went to Florida with my family a few months back. We had a little camping trip, and you know, um, ever since the passing of my mother, I have been on my Virgin Mary shit. Like, I really haven't been in the mood to like fool around with people. And so it's been a, at that point, it had been a lot periodically time since, you know, I had a little boom, 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 boom. So I get on the app, you know, starts with a G, ends with an R, <laughs> do the math. And I meet up with this guy and he sends me this address. I pull up to the address and first thing I notice is it's a daycare. I see a playground. I see... Um, like big glass windows with like classrooms inside. And so I'm like, what the fuck? Anyways, homeboy comes, meets me at the car. He's like being a gentleman, opens the door for me, holds my hand, kisses my cheek. He's like, oh, you're so cute. Blah, say blah. Okay, period. I know. Thank you. And we like go behind the, the building and we go up these stairs and like upstairs was an apartment he was living out of. And he was like, yeah, this is my mom's um daycare she lets me live upstairs okay just to paint you guys a picture i walk into this apartment there's a bed like a mattress not even a bed just a mattress laying on the floor of the living room right in front of the couch there is mountains of clothing um don't know if they were dirty or clean couldn't tell you there was blankets towels everything it was like you know how everybody has that 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 laundry chair where it's just like laundry piled up it was that but literally every surface was clothing mountains like i i don't even know how he owned that much clothing um because i thought i had so much shit anyways so yeah just to paint paint the scene for you girls so i walk into this kitchen mind you we walked up being cute and gorgeous cutesy pootsy he was holding my hand and then as soon as the door shut this man chokes me very aggressively and throws me on the ground. I noticed this huge hunter's knife laid on his countertop with a bunch of what looked like court documents. So at this point, I'm on the floor and like, I'm like, am I about to die? Like, what's going to happen? This man, you know, puts his ding ding in my mouth, <laughs> forces it in. But I guess, like, I know, not to kink shame, I know some people have, like, a worship kink where they like to be worshipped, and I think that's what was going on. But in the moment, with the knife and the court documents, I'm thinking I'm at a killer's house, and he's hiding out in this daycare, and blah, say, blah. So, we ended up doing the do. I, I didn't get, I didn't get penetrated so then it wasn't that crazy so we go to this living room we're on the couch i mean on the bed that's in front of the couch and you know i get him off whatever he goes to clean up he's like i'll be right back but i fucking dipped the fuck out i i i left as soon as he like went into the room like he was in there for a minute i was like this is my opportunity to leave like i'm a the vibe like also not just like what i saw but you know like i'm very intuitive like i make a living off of 
utilizing my intuition. And I just felt such a weird energy. Like I needed to leave. So as soon as I saw the opportunity, I fucking dipped, bitch. So I run down the stairs and now I am in this daycare's like playground area, but there's like all these security gates so the kids can't get out. So it's like this 10 foot industrial thick heavy ass gate with a with a padlock. Excuse me, bitch. Bless you, bitch. Thank you. It's like got a padlock and I can't get out and I'm freaking out. And there's this humongous bush in front of me and I start hearing rustling in it. So my mind is telling me there's somebody in that bush. They're about to jump out. I'm about to get snatched. This is the end. Dead. I'm about to be out this bitch. I'm freaking out. I start like... <laughs> Where do I go? What do I do? I see another fence. It's like mm, seven feet tall, <clears throat> seven, eight-ish. I climb that bitch. I fall over to the other side, hit the ground, run to my car, make it back to the campsite, and told my family that I went out for a little Perrier. You know, I, I needed me a sparkling water. Um, the, the gag was I didn't get the Perrier. Um, but, yeah, um, that was that. Um, I thought I was going to die. The knife. Also, he like told me, I was like, um, we were, while the things were going on, like we were kind of, he was kind of talking to me at the same time. And I was like, you know, it's getting late. Like I could come back tomorrow. And he was like, no, I got court tomorrow. And, and so I was like, all these court documents. And then like, I, I, at one point, like I even tried to like glance at them and he like threw them off the countertop so he clearly did not want me to know what he was going to court for with the knife there like all these elements like anybody would have thought they were about to die especially the way he choked me like it was so aggressive like i like to be spanked i like to be slapped i like to be choked i like my hair pulled i like all that shit but not to the point where like i was struggling to breathe you know like don't do me like that bitch like i don't want to think i'm actually gonna die like you know get a little aggressive but don't hurt me like straight up hurt me like he literally i couldn't breathe for a second like strangling me and like threw me on the ground and like i fell on the ground and i'm like oh my god like it didn't seem like fun sexual activity it's it felt like i was about to be killed and taken advantage of but anyways, I didn't die, clearly. Um, but yeah, that was that fucked up story. And I'm uh, sorry to any family who didn't exit the chat. Um, you did not deserve to hear this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I think it's time for another break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. So this story is a long time ago. And Okay, so this kind of like wraps into the time that I caught the charges that I did that sent me to prison. So this was, I, I think, I, I wasn't even 21. And so I'll be 24 in March. So this was a, a very long time ago. Okay, so <laughs> I am going to try my best to keep, I can't even hear myself out of my right ear. Can we fix this? There we go. Um, no, no, fix it again, please. Thank you and I God bless you. Okay, yes, queen. Yeah, Okay, so... Let's let's get into it. Okay. Okay, so back in the day, like I said, this was a long time ago. Um I I have a cousin that I don't talk to anymore that I don't even claim as family. We literally have never been close, but for some reason we hung out on this day, which we never have. Don't even know each other like that at all. But anyways, we were drinking at my dad's house and he had a pool in the backyard and 
everything was was cute and gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was underage, shouldn't have been drinking. Underage? I was underage. I wasn't even 21. Oh, I thought you said you were 21. No, I was not even 21. Okay, about. Okay. I was probably about to turn 21, but I was not even 21. Um, wasn't even of age to buy alcohol. But anyways, I was like drinking and everything was good. And all of a sudden I got like in the mood to fuck some shit up. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, like, can you like hit up one of your friends? Like, do they, do you want to like get high or something? You know, I was just very dumb back then. And my cousin was like, okay, cool. Like I know these two people, blah, blah, blah. And she hits up these guys and mind you, they're not guys that we're like trying to hang out with. Like we're trying to just get You're high. Up. Yeah. And that's it and go yeah. home. Well, she, she hits up these guys. They're like probably like in their fifties, older men, just nah, just, anyways. Um, so we end up leaving my dad's house. We go to the, we go to this hotel. Why are they at a hotel? No fucking idea. Um, they, we go in there, they have, they have like liquid G. I don't know if anybody, if you know what that is, you know what that is. If you don't, I'm not going to explain it, but it's, well, actually I will. It's like liquid, it's like liquid Xanax. Okay. okay. I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know what the fuck it was. Never done it. Well, I had done it. Okay. Got really messed up. Um, blacked out for a few days because I guess I kept doing it. Um, so long story short, um, family didn't hear from me for a few days. You know what I'm saying? Because I was out getting fucked up. Um, once you give me a Xanax or a liquid G or something like that, uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, and so, like I said, I was getting high for a few days and long story short, you know, after days of this going on, I did go to jail for a DUI, but, um, prior to this, when I went to jail and I sobered up, I started remembering things and then my mom was telling me what was going on. Basically, I my cousin ended up going home because I was so fucked up and nobody could get me to act normal and go home. So she ended up leaving me and going home or whatever. Good for her. Um, bad for me. Um, <laughs> so I'm hanging out with this random older man that I do not fucking know. Okay. He's probably having the time of his life. Okay. He's like this gosh damn beauty queen. I'm hanging out with her even though she's a fucking wreck. But look how gorgeous she is. I know that's what he's thinking because look at me. Um, this is like making my stomach hurt. <laughs> Girl, just let it out. It's okay. Ew. Ew. Okay. So anyways, um, I remember, so I go through my phone. This is like, I remember all this happening. This is when I was in jail. I'm remembering all this. My mom's like, Hey girl, where are you at? Obviously not those words. She's probably like, where the fuck are you at? You dumb bitch. And so I texted her a picture of me and this old man. She, he's driving my car. Okay. I am not even 21. He's in his fifties, old wrinkly piece of doo-doo cheese, okay? Not, he, he's, not, he's not even a good person. This motherfucker is crazy as fuck, okay? Anyway, so I take a picture, okay? Hair hadn't been washed, no makeup on. I'm wearing no socks, okay? I got some high-waisted shorts on with my butt cheeks hanging out. Don't know why, girl. Oh, because I had a bathing suit on still and some high-waisted shorts from the time I was at the pool, okay? So from my, days prior. From days prior, girl, yes. So, and I had like this uh, raggedy t-shirt on. It's still my bathing suit on. I probably smelt like armpits and onions and shit. So my mom was like, where are you at? Don't I'm so fucked up that I replied to my mom, a picture of me and this old man. Okay. You can see uh, bags of gas station chips in the back and some, some fucked up like drinks and shit. I don't even know. And my eyes are closed. One eye open, one eye closed. And I'm like, 
If you're, if you can see me on the damn video right now, this is how I pose instead of my mom. <laughs> and the old man is driving. Okay, he looks so dumb and fucked up. He's like this. He's oh god, I, I remember. It's like haunting. He's like smirking like this. <laughs> my mom doesn't even. I don't even think she replied. I don't even remember, but she doesn't even reply. Okay. I'm fucking weak. She's telling me all the dumb shit that I was posting on my Snapchat and shit. Okay, so I call her on the jail phone, okay? And I'm like, hey, girl, I'm in jail. She goes, yeah, I know you dumb bitch. Wait, when did you get arrested? For, uh, like a week later for a DUI. Okay, okay. Yeah, and don't I don't really remember much, but I just remember being in jail, and I'm like, these are like all the memories that are coming to me because I'm finally sober. And then I call my mom, and she's telling me shit that I don't know, and then it starts coming to my memory, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm ashamed, and I'm traumatized. <laughs> I'm traumatized by my own actions. So anyways, she's telling me all this shit, and I was like, holy fuck. So she was like, you, you like were posting all this dumb shit on Snapchat. Like, we're not getting you out. Like, you're going crazy and shit. And I'm like, yeah, girl, whatever. But anyways... I posted Snapchats of me holding a gun, bitch. Could you imagine the friends that I had on my Snapchat? They were probably like, damn, Tasia Lexus from Vine at it again. I'm just like, I, I haven't seen this picture. So I'm just like imagining you with a pistol, a snapback with like a Tumblr text. Snapbacks post and tattoos. Says, hey. I, I can just see it like, like a 2012 <laughs> picture that says death before dishonor. And you're like. I, I can see it in my, I'm probably, it's the probably not the thing, picture, but. The funny thing was, bitch, I don't even know how to hold the gun properly. I don't even know what kind of gun it is, bitch. It probably was fake. And I'm over here like, fuck with me if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to smoke, bitch. <laughs> Girl, I look so dumb. I, I was so fucked up. If you asked me what my name was, what state I lived in and how old I was, I would be like five. Uh kindergarten <laughs> don't even make no damn sense i'm so fucked up girl so when i get to the jail and my parents are telling me this i am so embarrassed i am so embarrassed okay i get out of jail like eight days later mm. and when i my oh my gosh bitch and when i look at my phone i am so embarrassed and ashamed this is traumatizing pictures i'm like who is this old man <laughs> your friend i don't even know his name that was your bestie I don't even know this old man motherfucker's name. Charles Bilson. I am so embarrassed. Turns out the motherfucker was on parole and he ended up going to jail two days after being out of prison for some other shit. Oh, so actually, uh, wow. See, I'm all over the place. It's okay. When I went to jail, he ended up going to jail way before me, actually, for like counterfeit money and meth and forgery and all this shit. Um... That was actually in my car. And that's what I ended up going to prison for because they ended up charging me with those same charges Damn. a couple months later. Um, because he was like, girl, these were hers. And I'm like, no, they were yours. But anyways, I, I already did my time for it or whatever. So like I said, this was years ago. But um, anyways, it was really like fucked up and scary. And I just like remember like months later thinking, what the fuck was I doing? This old motherfucker ruined my fucking life. You know what I'm she saying? She was living the dream. But it's like scary because like I don't know his name still. I don't know what happened. 
and I went to prison for some shit. I don't even like know what the, why, you know what I'm saying? Like I do, you know, like the DUI and all that shit. The counterfeit money wasn't mine. Uh, meth wasn't mine. So it's like, what the fuck? Could you imagine going to prison for some shit and you don't even remember the, those events? You know what I'm saying? And it's scary, but like that is literally what happens when you do liquid G. Um, so don't do it. Is Xanax. Don't yeah, do it because you don't remember shit and just don't do it. But like, honestly, like they're on There are some traumatizing story about people that do liquid G and Xanax because it like you black out and you don't know what you're doing. You don't remember shit. And then like you're going in and out of days. You don't remember what day it is. You think it's been like a couple hours. But it's, bitch, it's been a week. Okay. So <clears throat> question. I, I go through a, like in my head. Well, I have these like wars in my head all the time. You know, I smoke weed regularly and I go through like periods where it gives me the worst crippling anxiety to the point where like I think I'm dying. And then I'll have like times where I'm like, okay, this is chilling out my anxiety. But it's like, I always tell myself like, I'm going to stop doing this and I just don't. So I guess my question is like, with all those experiences, like weed is different than the shit you were doing, like, what was it in you that, like, you're having these fucked up situations, you're, you're literally on the verge of death so many times, why did you keep doing these things? Like, to be honest, when I, like, look back and actually think (laughs) about it, I, what, this was before I had kids, and I just felt like I had nothing to live for, and I was lonely, I, were you hoping you would die? Like for for a long time, yeah. Actually, I was, and I didn't care. Like for example, when I was on heroin, I would purposely do heroin with fentanyl in it because I wanted to be fucking croak over. Tasia, that is honestly. And there were times like, you know, there was a time where I had done so much heroin that I, my heart had stopped, and the people that I was with didn't know that. And I was eating cereal and I literally start nodding out and my head comes back and they had a, they recorded me, which is so fucked up, but they recorded me and I have like fruity pebbles coming out of the side of my mouth and my head is leaned back and my heart stops. And I'm like dead. Like there, I know that I'm dead because the people that I was with were like, dude, we felt your heart. It wasn't there. You weren't talking to us. We were, they literally fucking had to punch me in the face to make me like wake up or something. And I don't know if it was like a God thing and God was just like, let's just revive her real quick. You know what I'm saying? But like, they were like, yeah, your heart just wasn't beating for a while. And so they kept slapping me and like, I don't know if they poured water on my face or what, but like it took them punching me in the face to wake me up. And it happened another time too. I had like done too much ecstasy or some shit. And I think that it wasn't real ecstasy. It was probably like some kind of poison and it was frying my brain. And I remember my head was burning. It was like on fire and I just literally couldn't talk. I couldn't, I didn't know where I was and I was like fucked up. And this girl had come upstairs in my house because I was so fucked up. I went upstairs and laid in my bed and she was like talking to me and I remember like it was, it sounded like she was far away. So like, I I felt like I was dying literally. And my brain was like, uh, that's how I feel. Like my brain was on fire, but it, my, it was my head. It was so hot. And she had to fucking punch me to get me to like come back in too. But yeah, for many years, I didn't care. Like I was just, a, I was miserable. I had a lot of trauma that I hadn't talked about and healed from. Um, I felt like I can't even explain the way I felt, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, di- I didn't give a fuck. But it took me 
and and also doing it so like getting fucked up all the time and like having these bad experiences I was so ashamed of it and embarrassed and I had so much guilt and so I was like well I'll just get fucked up too so I don't have to feel the shame and the guilt and I think that's why a lot of addicts and stuff like they continue to get high because they have so much guilt like I remember like waking up or and and like being sober and like knowing what I had done or like feeling the things I had done and I was like I couldn't get out of bed because I was so embarrassed or ashamed and my stomach would hurt I wouldn't be able to eat like I was literally just living you know what I'm saying I was I'm just here I'm not even really living I'm just floating along and so but I think what finally put the icing on the cake was being so tired of living like that and then going to jail and seeing people in their 40s and 50s and like telling me stories like you don't want to end up like this you know you can turn back now I wish that somebody would have told me this when I was your age it some people in jail will really kind of change your life and help you see things from their perspective and make you realize that you can feel this way but it's only temporary and you can fucking get it together yeah it is it's honestly a fucked up cycle because I I can imagine you know especially the situations that you'd been in waking up the next day sober being like fuck i'm a piece of trash and then like it puts you in this headspace where fuck the only how i can feel okay about that is by getting fucked up again and so for anybody listening who has had like a substance issue and like you've made poor decisions like that's what substances do like they put you in the wrong mindset and you are likely to make fucked up decisions you're likely to hurt yourself or somebody else you like you become somebody else when you are fucked up on especially hard drugs like you don't have a moral compass um but that being said also when you come out on the other side of things like you have i just want people to know that no matter what fucked up shit you've done those choices don't define you if you can find it in yourself and be like that's not who i am i don't want that to represent me and i want to change my life you make a conscious effort you you prove yourself to have changed your life around and like you don't have to sit with that guilt the past is the past there's no point in dwelling in it there's no point in being like well you know i was a shitty person because yeah you were so was i but like that's not who you are today so you know it is okay things were not always so cute and gorgeous and you know i'm sure there's so many people listening and being like damn they are fucked up and i'm sure some people can feel less fucked up so i i know we laughed a lot in this episode we're gonna definitely have to turn it into like a two-part episode um but I just want you all to know no matter how fucked up you've been in the past like you can change your life around there is hope and those decisions don't have to define you. You did the time. <clears throat> you've atoned for your mistakes. That's not who you are. I'm not the same person I was back then. Oh my God, there's a spider. <gasps> there's a spider coming down. Imagine if we wouldn't have seen that and it's like in our hair. I hate spiders. She's like a little, tiny little dusty looking spider. Anyways, girls, there's a spider and I'm about to freak out and I don't, I don't want to do it on camera. So, um, Sorry. Period. Yeah. Um, so we're going to make this into a two-part episode. Yeah. So we're going to continue over in next week's episode. But be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And turn on those post bell notifications. Please and thank you. And love y'all.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.